0: Hello, everyone. We are the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle. We're so glad that you joined with us again today, and we trust that you'll be blessed and you'll invite your friends to come and join with us and share this on Facebook or wherever you're listening to this today. We've been talking about um, the changing of dispensations, where that the dispensation of law ended to go into the dispensation of grace or the dispensation of the the Jews and it turned into the Gentiles. Today we wanna to carry that a bit further as we uh, discuss this. And we was talking about how the end time will be a process, a dispensation of the fullness of times when everything is wrapped up. And you will find that even in Christ, in that day, the Jewish dispensation would come to an end, as it would all be wrapped up and finished in Jesus Christ.
1: Right. Amen.
0: Well, we have um, the angel of God appearing to um, Zacharias, and the visitation of the supernatural, and how that the supernatural began to work, and and uh, angelic visitations and. Prophecies began to be fulfilled and light being shown on the scripture. One thing about this was that Israel was a barren woman. She had not brought forth this promised child, the Messiah. You know, as um, Isaiah's prophecy had said, unto us a son is born, unto us a child is given. His name will be called Emmanuel. And also, it says in Isaiah that the government would be upon his shoulders. And so now the government, the very law, would be fulfilled in him as he shouldered the very law of God and fulfilled
1: that law. Right. Uh, The word fulfill. Jesus made a a statement um, in Matthew, I believe it was. He said, I did not come to destroy the law but I came to fulfill the law. Many times people look back at the Old Testament and they say, they disregard it altogether. That's the Old Testament and this is the New. But Jesus' attitude was not to disregard the Old Testament at all. Jesus quoted the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Paul quoted the Old Testament. Um, Jesus was specific. I didn't come to destroy the law. Mm -hmm. I came to fulfill the law. What would that mean? What do you think that would mean? if anyone has comments on it. Well, I think that he would take the very, the very
0: scriptures and things such as, we we'll just name a few, just, uh, you know, that he would be the lamb, the sacrifice. He would, he would also implement a new Sabbath rest, which would be the Holy Ghost. He would, um, uh, he would fulfill the feast. Um, actually, he would literally do this at his, at his crucifixion and so on like that. Um, but you know I, as we're speaking about this let's go back in our mind about this woman Israel she was under expectation and she she had was pregnant with a word a seed a word that had said that she would conceive and bring forth a Messiah to the world and she had been expecting this for many many years and yet seemed to be just a barren woman there was another woman that was in this era of time her name was elizabeth she was a barren woman too and she had never had a child and um the bible said in in luke one that that zachariah that he went in as the custom of the priest office to burn the incense before the lord and and uh, the whole multitude of the people were praying without during this time of the incense. Now, so you got a woman here, Elizabeth, who is barren, and you got a people who are barren, and both of them are praying. There's been many, many prayers, but it looks like, you know, God's forgotten his promise. Uh, It'll never happen. I'll always be barren. You know, all of these were the thoughts that were going through their mind, and God's answer to that was to suddenly appear, to Zechariah and reconfirm the promise right. and say you're going to have a child right. and not only that but Israel is going to have a child yes. right. and this child this child that Israel will have will be forerun by the one you're going to have right. and this will be John the Baptist and he will go forth in the spirit and the power of Elijah. And so it goes to show you exactly the very plan of God in great details. How that in this dispensation, as the gospel goes in, um, that he's going to forerun the first coming of the Lord with Elijah the prophet. And he will do the same at the close of the dispensation as we're under expectation again for the Messiah for Jesus to return back to the earth again, he will do it by also sending Elijah the
2: prophet. Wonderful. All right, so we don't want to miss the cone of the Lord. I don't think anybody wants to miss no. that. So you have a people, the, the Jewish people, who were well studied in Scripture. I mean, they, they knew the Scripture. And as you mentioned um, in the last session when we spoke, you said that it never mentions the first coming even being a mystery. That they knew that he was to come. Yes. They knew that Elias was to first come. The, the disciples asked Jesus, we thought Elijah, you know, Elijah would first come. So these were common knowledge, as it were. So what caused the people to not recognize John's ministry? And what caused them to not recognize Jesus being the fulfillment of the Messiah? If to us it's so obvious looking back, and if they knew the scripture so well, and he came and fulfilled everything to a T what caused them to miss it
3: Amen. i think you have to look at the attitude of the people if you go to malachi 1 and you look at the end of the old testament the scripture says the son honors his father and the servant his master if i then be a father where is my honor and i and if i be a master where is my fear saith the lord of hosts o priests that despise my name and you say wherein have i despised thy name you offer polluted bread upon my altar and you say wherein have we polluted thee In that you say the table of the Lord is contentible. If you offer blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? If you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto the governor, will he be pleased with it, or accept thy person, say the Lord of hosts. Notice they begin to offer what they thought pleased God. Their attitude was not to bring what they knew pleased God, but it was what they felt like. Well, we'll just do it. It's a custom, we're going to offer this. And you find this is at the end of the Old Testament that Preludes or preludes us into the New Testament, the oncoming of the Messiah, the Son of God, and you find their their mentality was that we don't really care.
2: So they had become lukewarm even in their traditions.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, the Malachi talks about it. Said you made a, a profane thing. Yeah. If you look at that word profane, it means to be made common, to become common, mm-hmm. to be just any, you know, that no longer is a, you know offering a lamb a, a spiritual thing but just you know out of duty you know I'm a Jew I'm just going to go take whatever I got and you know they used to have to have a blemish a, a lamb without, without blemish, blemish without spot without you know and to take it up there and now they're just taking the, taking the lamb the sick weak, and
3: weak and lame and, wow.
4: and offering to say here
2: God here it is you know so could it be that they didn't even maybe with lip service they did but they didn't even truly expect fulfillment of the scriptures that they claimed to believe well, I, I think it had come to that—that yeah. that they really,
0: they in their heart, harsh. was not expecting fulfillment anymore. They had, they had just their faith had just really died within them, and they were a faithless generation. Mm-hmm. Yet, on the other hand, they were giving lip service to right. it, saying, "Oh yes, the Messiah will come, and we're looking forward, just like today. Just like, right, we're yeah. looking for Jesus to come any moment, and and living." What alive. are you
1: offering? Yeah.
2: What's the sacrifice? Well, yeah. which,
1: which synagogue had it right? So wherever we get a group of men, we're always going to have a group of opinions. And the, Israel as a nation who had one law and one God right. was very divided in their beliefs. Yeah. And so everyone had a different way. Man has his own way. God's ways are not our ways. So God, at the changing of this dispensation... He sends the spirit of Elijah to prepare the way of the Lord. Because the Lord has a way. Mm -hmm. Man has a way. Churches have a way. But God has a way. And he was the voice of one crying in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. And his message was repent. Yes. Because in order to come to God, we must repent of our own way, our own expectations and come God's way. Yeah. You know, and I think it's
0: more than just a repentance of sins of saying, "Lord, I, I'm sorry for being a sinner." But I think, I think it's also a, a coming clean from man's traditions and man's ideas, and and well a repentance, a turning back to the Word of God. Praise the Lord.
3: Yes. Yeah. We find here in Malachi four and verse five says, "Behold, I send unto you Elijah the prophet." before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And notice what he's going to do. He's going to turn the hearts. Yes, yeah. He sees their attitude. Right. He sees their neglect. But he says he's going to turn the heart of the fathers to the children and then the heart of the children back to the fathers, lest I come and smite theirs with a curse. Hmm. So God's even telling them at the end of the Old Testament that I'm going to send you a prophet. I'm going to send you Elijah. And his job is to turn the heart of the fathers and the heart of the children back to the to the word of God. Praise the Lord. Well, we're talking about the lame
0: and blind the sacrifices and whatever today. I think it's uh, it's the same thing that we can find today in Christianity, that there's become such a lukewarmness and a take whatever I have to offer right. you to God. Right. You know, So we bring in rock and roll. We bring in our own entertainment and worship of other gods and, and incorporate it in with uh, Christianity, and and we offer
2: sacrifices with blemish. Or, you know, or yeah. I, I can't come on Wednesdays, and I'll come when I feel like coming, and when I can get, when it's convenient, when it's convenient for me, and and the Scripture cried out against those blemish sacrifices, and exactly. John comes out and cries out, repent. Yes. But you're dealing with a proud people, a people that to repent is to admit, I've been wrong. True. And now I feel like you run into that in today's Christianity. What, what, do yeah. what do I need to repent for? I go to church. What do I need to repent for? know, my, Me and my mama and my family has been going to this church for 50 years. We're Christians. And so there, there is a, a, a stiff-neckedness, as it were, as he you know, refers to him in the Bible, uh, a stubbornness to not, to not want to repent. And, and not to even look into the Word of God. I mean, to even really
0: look into it to see what it actually says. Yes about our day and hour and yes. this for this reason people are missing their day of visitation, my
3: yeah. goodness. You find in Revelation three fifteen, John is speaking, but he's speaking under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He says, I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. He's speaking to the Laodicean church. And if you go back and you study the histories of Laodicea, Laodicea was a very rich city. They had yes. uh, they had a medical school. They had uh, uh, things that they very industrious they Laodicea was it had two travel routes, one was east and west and one was north and south, and Laodicea was at the junction right. of it where they met. And so they had everything, but there was one thing that Laodicea lacked. They had the the wealth, they had the medical school, they had industry, but they didn't have water supply. And so you find it here. He's telling them, I would that thou were cold or hot. So there were springs that would come from the aqueducts. There would be hot springs that would come down, and by the time they got to Laodicea, they were lukewarm. They were good if they were hot because it was used for medical purposes. There was another one that flowed in that it was cold, and it was another nearby city, and it was good for refreshment. But notice, he said, I would that thou were cold because it's refreshing or hot, Because it could be used for medical purposes, but because you're lukewarm, you done got you done got to where you you know you cooled off, and that word means spew out of my mouth means you make my stomach sick and I can't contain it, right? And so he just spews it makes them sick, and that's what they would do to make somebody vomit up. In that day, they would give him lukewarm water, and so Jesus is telling them, you say you're cold. I mean, you say you're rich, you're increased with goods, you got all this. They were more concerned about what they could produce than what they were, the Word of God. And we find that same aspect in this day and age. We have so much knowledge, so, so much true. wealth, so much everything, but we're not concerned about the Word of God. My goodness. And we find a people that's not hot nor cold.
4: My goodness. We're talking about the uh, expectation or maybe the lack thereof, but you know, as you said, I think maybe in the previous episode, there was somebody. God always has Somebody. Somebody that's expecting, somebody that's holding on, somebody that's believing, no matter what the situation Amen. is. If it's been 400 years, if it's been 1,000 years, if it's been 2,000 years. Somebody's going to be expecting them. You know, it talks about in Luke 2, he talks about, and there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he'd seen the Lord's Christ. My goodness. So there was somebody yeah. was yeah. looking for him. Yeah. He knew it was apparent. And I believe in this time, as bad as it is and as horrible as it is and and like you said, all the things that's going on, there's somebody that's really truly expecting Amen. him. Amen. And, and it's been revealed to them. It's Amen. been revealed to them and, and they believe with all yeah, of the their heart. Amen. For the consolation. And this is an old man. Don't matter God's what promise. age you are, how, you know, how you are, That's what right. you are, is
2: it's holding on in faith, believing right. God's
4: going to fulfill His right. word, and no he, matter he what appears,
2: the circumstance. He appears to those that believe, yeah. well, exactly. and so you have people that say, "Well, we don't see miracles, we don't see this." He don't, and and then their next statement is, "He don't do that anymore." Well, right there, you show why you don't see those things. You don't, you don't believe. believe yes. right? Miracles are for believers. God moving in our midst is for believers. Yes. That's right. It's not for people who are sitting back who says he don't do that. You're right. He's not going to do that for you if you're not expecting it and holding exactly on to it right. with all your heart. So true. Which is why it's going to be necessary. There'll be a restoration in the end time
0: to turn hearts back right. to the faith of the fathers. Right. And to turn us back to believing again. Yeah. Amen.
2: Amen. So you had a lukewarm Jewish church as it were and, and Jesus Christ in the flesh walking amongst them, doing signs, doing wonders. And, and there were, but there were those that caught it, there was. And Jesus
1: uh, really gave us insight to the spiritual condition of that church of that day. Mm-hmm. I mean we you know he's only has a three and a half year ministry, but the Gospels is the response of the religious community, the believing Jews. When Christ came, he as uh, you had quoted to me recently, he came to his own. Yeah, yeah. And his own received him not. And it gives us insight to the spiritual condition of the church. Jesus pleading, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal
0: life. But isn't that Laodicea, who where it shows him on the outside of the church knocking? Absolutely. Yep, trying and to trying to get back in? Really? I mean, you know, said, and then turns and says, if any man, yeah. if yeah. anyone will wow. open the door, Incredible.
2: I'll come in. Yeah.
0: I'll come in. Every and opportunity. Somebody. Yes.
2: And the, and the Jewish people were given every opportunity. Yes.
0: So there was great grace that was being poured out yeah. in a day just before judgment struck. Amen. Right. Exactly. Amen. And so the Jews would actually go into uh, 2,000 years of great tribulations and stress upon a people. Uh, because of rejecting their Messiah and uh, not seeing their day and their hour and their visitation. Right. So, you know, this kind of brings us up to the end of this session today where we have been talking about the ending of the Jewish dispensation and how it would then begin a new dispensation, a new order, a divine order where God would do a work in a people and he would call out a church for his namesake. And we'll be talking about that in our next session as we talk about how that uh, the law came to its end as Jesus would fulfill it. And we are in another day of fulfilling of scripture. God bless you all and thank you for joining with us today.
2: Thank you for joining with the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle. For more
3: information on what you have heard today, please visit us at eveninglight.net. May God bless you.